0: one work. loves person too Isn't Guess what? The shenanigans ensue Jane and welcome to Shenanigans and Sue. A podcast where Jane is my best friend, and by best friend I mean we occasionally grunt and stare awkwardly at each other. <laughs> <laughs> each episode we'll watch a rom-com and discuss its merits as a member
1: of the rom-com genre.
0: We'll cover well-worn classics, hidden gems, and
1: everything in between. We'll look at the chemistry between the leads. The use of tropes. And of course. The The shenanigans! shenanigans. Yay! This is our Halloween episode and in honor of our spooky special we'll be looking at warm bodies. Yes
0: warm bodies! Yay we have a rom-com zombie movie! Can you believe someone actually made a rom-com zombie movie years and years ago? I know
1: I can't believe how much I've slept on this movie but let's quickly do a plot synopsis
0: and then we'll get into it. Sweet! So In a post-apocalyptic world, Julie is part of a group of humans searching for medical supplies when she meets R, a part of a group of zombies searching for food, a.k.a. the humans' brains. R saves slash kidnaps Julie from the other zombies, and (laughs) shenanigans ensue. And, um... Full disclosure, Jasmine and I are both recovering from being a bit sick, so if our voices sound funny, that's why. Yep, so much like our main character, we are kind of the walking dead at the current moment. And it's fine. R doesn't speak for the first 20 minutes of the movie. We'll
1: see how long we last. Art imitating life. Life imitating art. <laughs> Hopefully we'll last more than 20 <laughs> We'll see how it goes. It will be it's gonna be interesting. It's great. It's great. It's fine.
0: It's part of the season.
1: Yes, the spooky season. So neither of us have actually watched this movie, Jasmine.
0: No. And honestly, I don't know that I would have known about it or gone out to look for it if it wasn't literally because we wanted to find something for Halloween. Yeah, and I will be very honest,
1: I was extremely skeptical when you came with this suggestion, reading the
0: synopsis. I was like, I don't know, man, it sounds like, it sounds like a horror movie. (laughs) It sounds scary. Right, the synopsis sounded way scarier than it actually was. Yes, you know, so I was blown away and extremely
1: pleasantly surprised with how well this movie fits the rom-com genre.
0: It really does. I have to say I'm also pleasantly surprised. I came into it with no expectations, I guess, Mm because I had no idea how on earth someone was going to make a zombie film, a rom-com. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. But
1: somehow they do it. And it's so charming and fun and delightful. It's so charming. I think I spent most of the movie just grinning. It seems like they had so much fun making the movie, you know?
0: Yeah, it seemed like somebody was really into the things that I'm into anyway, like weird zombie, you know, weird sci-fi movies. And then they turned it into, (laughs) I don't know, it seems like someone wanted to pigeonhole a rom-com into the zombie genre. And they did a good job. They really did. Props to whoever greenlit
1: this, because if someone came in and was like, I want to do a Romeo and Juliet adaptation with zombies. I'd be like, you're
0: out of your damn mind.
1: Okay, and how?
0: Yeah, you're out of your damn mind. But it works and it's great. (laughs) So yeah, like Jane just said, it has huge influence from Romeo and Juliet. Obviously, like star-crossed lovers, how is a zombie and a warm-bodied human supposed to be in a relationship in a post-apocalyptic world? (laughs) And, you know, it's not uncommon for
1: Shakespeare's plays to be adapted into rom-coms. We have uh, Twelfth Night, She's the Man, Emma, Clueless, The Taming of the Shrew, Ten Things I Hate About You. Love that one. Yeah, We, we will be doing that one. Eventually, we'll yeah. We'll get to all of them at some point. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> but all of these are sort of classic comedy plays that have been adapted into classic rom-coms, whereas Romeo and Juliet is a problem play. Doesn't have a happy ending, but it's very funny, the first half of it. <laughs> right. It is really comedic. These kids are being way over the fucking top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are lots of... Um... Anyway, I won't go down a, a whole Shakespeare nerd art. But there are lots of comic relief characters in Romeo and Juliet as well. But yeah, not not the go-to player. Of Shakespeare's to be adapted into a rom-com and not a classic
0: rom-com either. Yeah, I think that that's why this works so well. It uses Romeo and Juliet as kind of a basis. It's an adaptation Mm -hmm. and it's not some sort of modern remake in a zombie world. They end it differently. They end it on a happier note. Uh, They end it with hope, which I think makes this movie work. Yeah, I think so. The fact that they have a happy ending
1: and also that they're not trying to hit all the major plot points in Romeo and Juliet either obviously aside from the conceits of like this forbidden love and whatever and we'll get into the characters but the only other major plot point that they hit on is the balcony scene and that's also done in a way it doesn't feel like it's shoehorned in it feels uh, really appropriate to the plot and they move on from it quite quickly as well
0: and it's deliciously corny I love it so much Ah. Uh, I love it so much. So I didn't even notice this. Jane figured this all out because she is a beautiful genius and realized that all of the names directly connect to characters in Romeo and Juliet. So I'll let you tell everybody what you came to the conclusion of. Okay,
1: so we have R, who is our Romeo. Julie, who is Juliet. M, Romeo's best friend, is Mercutio. Nora is the nurse. And Perry aka julie's ex is paris and if you are a reader or casual viewer of anything romeo and juliet you'll know who all those characters are but your enjoyment of the movie doesn't hinge upon knowing any of this
0: no it just helps with a few like little plot points that they actually do use otherwise they made their own little movie yeah and it's adorable i love it all right let's hit these tropes yeah uh i think i ran them down the last time so do you want to like give them a rundown all right tropes we've got enemies to lovers forbidden love love triangle voiceover withholding information to keep someone trapped teaching someone to do something montage (laughs) a makeover and a balcony scene (laughs) great where do we want to start with the tropes well i mean like the enemies to lovers is very obvious it's a zombie who wants to eat your brains yeah It's uh, a higher stakes enemies to lovers than you usually see. Right. But I will say the enemies to lovers is also higher stakes in this because they add in a fun little piece for this zombie universe, which is that zombies have their own internal thoughts, whether or not they can express them. Mm -hmm. And if they eat somebody's brains... They actually immediately absorb that person's life experiences and can see their life through their perspective. So very early on, Perry, Julie's boyfriend, since like high school, they've been together for years and years. So Julie's boyfriend, Perry, shoots our R in the shoulder and before he has a chance to deliver a finishing blow, R grabs him pulls him off a table, and eats his brains. Which then means that not only did he have a moment where he thought Julie was the most beautiful thing in the room when he first walked in, R then absorbs all of the relationship that Perry had with Jules that entire time. And so I'm calling this an (laughs) eat-cute. He eats the brains and has an immediate relationship with the other main character. It's so
1: morbidly funny. One could also call it a meat cute, as in a M
0: E A T cute. Yes, love it. Meat cute. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh, we're terrible. Okay. Yeah, so the enemies to love is, I like the progression that it takes as well. When he takes it to the plane. After he sort of involuntarily kidnaps her. right? He's afraid of him for a long time. And I'm like, I appreciate that. In my notes, I think I actually wrote, yes, girl, you still be scared. You still be scared. Yeah, this is
0: still a zombie. Don't trust him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: So that sustains for quite a while.
0: Then they become allies. And so the progression, I feel, is done very well. Agreed. I also think they nailed that. Oh my gosh, do we have anything else with these enemies to lovers? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, not really, but I think it segues quite nicely into how
1: they move from enemies to lovers into then another trope, which is the forbidden love.
0: Yes. So he, like Jane says, tricks her into coming home with him, which sounds more aggressive than it was, but it was really bizarre. The humans get pretty obliterated And then he grabs her hand because he loves her, puts some blood on her face so she doesn't smell alive, Yeah. and then kind of walks her home with him? Yeah, and she kind of just walks along with him. I mean, I'm not going to say anything either if a zombie's telling me to do something but not eating me, right? Like, I'll just accept what comes. Exactly. (laughs) I'm not blaming her. It's just the kidnapping just kind of happens. Yeah, it is a low-key kidnapping.
1: Yeah, it's a low-key kind of kidnapping. But- Seriously, what's she going to do? Everyone else on her team is dead. Yeah, the
0: implications.
1: Yeah, that he's going to help her. Uh, And I do respect that she tries to escape the first time. Right, she does. She does. She goes hard at trying to escape. The second time, I respect the attempted escape a little less. Because I'm like, girl... You saw what happened the first time. He has to put blood on your face and you have to walk like a zombie. What did you think was going to happen Right. the second time you tried to escape?
0: So that one was really fun because he brings her back to his house, which is an abandoned 747 that he's filled with trinkets. And he shows her all of the things he's been collecting. I just want to shout out
1: Nicholas Holtz. Acting when he puts the record player on, and how his eyes just sort of well up with the sound of the music.
0: Yes! Okay. Wow, well, you can act, my guy. Really, really fun, nuanced acting job from him, seriously. Mm hmm. Yeah. The zombie acting in general. Uh,
1: tracking of him moving from zombie to slowly human, both in terms of how he can speak, but in terms of his movements, how fast he can be. And from the makeup department, really beautiful job. Oh, yeah. That must have been a very interesting thing to do as an actor and then as the team tracking moving from zombie to human. The one thing that I kept thinking about was these poor actors must have had such dry mouth. Oh, right. From having their mouths open for <gasps> so long in the acting. I was hyper fixating on that. But anyway, going back to tropes, uh, I think we were on forbidden love. Yeah, you can't have more forbidden love on the human side than bringing a zombie home to your protective city because you fall in love with him and your dad will shoot a zombie on sight.
0: Yeah, and then this becomes like a plot point later on in the movie, but... Essentially, when she does finally insist that it's time for her to go home and R agrees and helps bring her back, they run into a bunch of other zombies in the parking garage before they are able to get into the car, including his best friend, M. Mm -hmm. And R is able to somehow convey to the other zombies that he not only loves her, but that they should respect their love or, you know, try to understand their love and the act of them holding hands actually leads the other zombies to start feeling their feels again that was so wholesome and that becomes the basis of all of the zombies becoming human again or their way forward into becoming human again that was so beautifully done i think as well because
1: holding hands is so universal Mm -hmm. and just to have it like so pure and sweet I think that was really beautifully done as that being the catalyst of them changing back to humans.
0: Agreed. As far as like a way to drive the story forward and give it a satisfying, happy ending, I think they nailed it. Yeah. I think giving it that mechanism was exactly the right thing to do. Yeah, I agree. Then
1: we have probably one of the more awkward love triangles in that we're dealing with essentially the memories of Perry and that R has killed and ingested Julie's ex-boyfriend.
0: Right, which is really bizarre because it means that he is living with all of Perry's memories. So he lived all of those moments, essentially. But Mm -hmm. Jules, I I don't know that this is ever explained to her. So he has her at a great disadvantage. He has years and years of memories of them together, and she's just meeting him for the first time.
1: Hmm, that's true. I don't think the movie has ever addressed like her finding out. Well, I mean, I know she knows that he ate Perry's brains,
0: but right, I don't, but we know... don't know if she knows what that does. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, maybe. I guess they do a lot. Yeah, but how would they know that? Cuz it's not like they're interrogating a zombie.
0: Yeah, I'd like to think that eventually when he becomes fully human like he tells them, but who knows? Yeah. Who knows?
1: Then we have the use of voiceover, and I love the way this movie used voiceover. There's probably been voiceover in some of the other movies that we've covered, but why I'm highlighting it here as a trope is because of how well it is done. Often voiceover is merely used as an easy way to give exposition, but the voiceover in this movie is cleverly done as part of the storytelling they play with jokes and mm-hmm. yeah I, I'm i a huge fan they're
0: of- also able to really quickly drop you into the rules of the world without yes. giving you too much bullshit which mm-hmm. I absolutely love and the voiceover is crucial to that because like understanding that you're currently in a zombie's brain and you're getting his voiceover because he's literally incapable of speaking full sentences <laughs> yes exactly is so much
1: fun yeah And um, he's like a snarky, self-aware zombie. And so the voiceover works in that way. Because first of all, as Jasmine's just said, he's not speaking. And you immediately get into his thoughts and feelings. And what I also appreciate is that he can't remember how the apocalypse started. Narratively, this isn't important. We don't need the explanation of how... Right, we
0: don't get bogged down in all of that. Exactly. Exactly. Because then that's just like another thing to nitpick. Yeah, it's done, it's happened, it's over. Let's talk about these two. Yes. And the use of the voiceover becomes less and less utilized, right? Now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah, the more he starts
1: to um, become human and the more he starts to speak, the less voiceover we
0: get. I love that. I wasn't even thinking about that until just now. So much fun. Yeah, so well executed.
1: And then we have...
0: The makeover
1: montage.
0: God, I love a makeover montage.
1: Uh, me too.
0: I know it can be cheesy, but I just love it. And this is this is maybe the best makeover montage because so many makeover montages <laughs> are like, let's turn this squirrely girl into someone beautiful. Like, like let's think <laughs> princess. Let's take diaries. off her glasses. Yeah, yeah, and defrizz her hair, and straighten her curly hair, and now she's gorgeous. And like, it's all very wrapped up in you know mm-hmm. white beauty constructs and like that's not necessarily the best thing in the world but their makeover montage is simply done so that he doesn't look as much of a zombie. So they're just kind of like <laughs> rouging him up so he looks a little more alive. The the makeover is so that he can stay
1: alive long enough to alert everyone to the fact that the zombies are becoming human. So it is the most functional. Also, it's just nice for a twist to see the gender roles reversed. Yeah, yeah. The gender role reversal is so great. That's fun. What else? Oh, the pretty woman callback
0: when they start playing the song. Yes. <laughs> uh, Nora starts playing pretty woman <laughs> right before the makeover happens. And Julie makes her stop playing it, even though Nora loves that And then song. I so appreciate Nora being like, what? It's funny. Yes, Nora, it is funny. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. Um, oh, I will say that I guess maybe maybe it'll go into the shenanigans, but the teaching someone to do something with like how to drive was really funny mm-hmm. sequence during their like first date sequence or like her teaching him how to play slaps. And he's obviously very bad <laughs> at it because he's a damn zombie. <laughs> um, he's too slow. He's got no reaction speed. And that uh, it's such a dumb thing to play with a zombie. But yeah, girl, <laughs> try to teach him. <laughs> Big fan yeah that was delightful yeah they're teaching
1: someone to do something classic trope well executed so moving on to the shenanigans
0: shenanigans oh my (laughs) gosh okay so like go ahead and tell me some of what's one of your favorite shenanigans um
1: one of my favorites is the conversation between r and m i don't know why it just delighted me so much to give context they are just grunting and gesturing at each other and i think they get like one or two words out each and just the physical comedy the use of nonverbals it it's just all so delightful. It really
0: is. Um, and
1: also the actor who plays M um, is Rob Cordray. And he's just a great comedic actor as well. He is
0: an incredible comedic actor. I never remember his name, but I always remember his face. And yes. I always remember that it's going to be delightful yeah. when I see him. He's
1: really good at playing an asshole. Yes. Usually
0: that means you have to be a good person to be able to do To that. do it successfully and not just make everyone angry. To make people laugh. Mm-hmm. To endear yourself to them the context of someone saying you know pardon the language for people who find the word offensive but obviously bitches can be a very sensitive word it's not something that i would say to someone i don't know well it's something that i might say endearingly to a very good girlfriend mm-hmm. someone i'm super close to and it's certainly something that like basically any time a guy says it i will find highly offensive but <laughs> in this movie he pulls it off he somehow manages in zombie to say bitches man but as a zombie and it's so freaking funny. I did laugh. I don't know how he pulls no, it off.
1: I don't know. Delightful. <laughs> What's one of your favorite shenanigans?
0: Oh gosh what are some? I wrote so many different things. Oh just like random stuff. Uh, One of my favorite shenanigans was at the very beginning they're getting ready to have the you know teenagers all leave to go gather supplies. Mm-hmm. They have their little safety video with Jewel's father. Yeah. Because he's like the mirror inside the town. So... Jewel's father does the little safety video, tells everyone to be safe out there, and then says, and God bless America. And I was just, what? <laughs> what America? This is Where are we even? Yes. And Nora's like, USA, USA. And she whispers it. And I'm just, I don't know why that's always so funny to me. Honestly, I thought that that was the thing that only
1: happened in the movies. And then I attended my very first 4th of July, like typical barbecue and I was with a bunch of other internationals and then some Americans we stopped to watch the fireworks and um, a bunch of guys started chanting USA USA myself and a couple of Aussies we turned around looked at each other like
0: what this is the thing that happens I couldn't believe it It is legitimately a thing that happens, and I I have been known to do it a few times, usually in jest, (laughs) but it is a real thing. Had no idea. Subsequently have, have learned. Yeah, that was quite a surreal moment. Also just like more little pieces of exposition, like Mm -hmm. creating zombies that are too far past the point of return because their skin is sloughed off or they pulled it off and they've lost all memories of being a human and they're referred to as bonies and they're very scary. (laughs) And like the idea that zombies travel in packs, there being a swarm of zombies, is a very classic trope for the zombie genre, but they literally build it at the beginning. (laughs) He goes and talks to his best friend, so R goes... Uh hungry and m goes city and they get together with their friends and they walk to the city to find humans to eat and he says, uh, we travel in packs for safety. And I thought that was really yeah, charming. I did too. And I was like, that makes sense. You're giving meaning to the law. Yeah,
1: people are trying to shoot you guys and like kill you. And you are slow. So safety in numbers. Uh, I also really, one of the shenanigans I like is that he's a self-aware zombie. So I think he's, when R is describing the, uh, the bonies, he's like, they'll eat anything with a heartbeat. I mean, I will too, but at least I'll feel bad about it. right and um he's so concerned about like seeming weird to Jules even though he's like a literal zombie so everything he does would be weird to
0: her right but he's just like so concerned about like say something normal don't be creepy don't be weird don't be weird don't be weird yeah (laughs) like you are weird and that they eat anything (laughs) with a heartbeat ends up being a bit of foreshadowing for later yes um I think we Oh, did we do the driving montage? We didn't really cover it, cover it. But like, yeah, then finding that really cute convertible and driving it around the airport was really cute. Yeah, it was
1: really cute. We'll just suspend our disbelief that it's
0: been eight years and the tank
1: is still full. Yeah, and suspending
0: our disbelief that gas doesn't go bad after a very <laughs> short amount of time. So I did appreciate, though, that it did run out of petrol
1: when she was on her way back. So I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, I see you. That makes me more inclined to suspend
0: my disbelief. Right. We're rolling with it because the sequence is so delightful. Yes, seriously. Um, I wrote this down as one of my favorite things that happened in the movie. Mm -hmm. It's another Rob Corddry (laughs) moment. Once the zombies have helped R and Jules escape, they start to have this moment of, like, remembering their own pasts and things that they love. Mm-hmm. And at one point, M has a little mini monologue where he says, you know, my wife, he remembers his wife and he remembers his mother, oh. two things he loves so much. And then he remembers cream of wheat. <laughs> and I was rolling. I was like, really? Those are the three things? We're going to do our wife, our mom. <laughs> and cream of wheat <laughs> absolutely yes yes yes
1: uh all oh, right another shenanigan i appreciate was having to sneak r through the city while he pretends to be human yes and his makeup yes and his makeup and walking a little bit faster the voiceover comes back in again what i was talking about of how they play with it in terms of storytelling and the god is checking that they're human i think or something and r is like voiceover say something human and what comes out is how you doing and voiceover nailed it
0: (laughs) that's so funny and that's a very normal thing to say but it was completely inappropriate for the situation for people listening it didn't make any damn sense (laughs) and after like the long pauses in between without the voiceover just how long this is taking to say a very casual throwaway phrase yes Another one of my favorite little shenanigans that this movie did is that moment in a movie where the whole crew rolls up and you're looking fine. Everything's going to be amazing. Maybe they're coming to help the main character. And that guitar riff starts playing, Uh except it's the zombie friends rolling up. And by rolling up, I mean they're staggering over very, very slowly. And that was just... Mwah, chef's kiss. Oh, now that you're talking about
1: the, uh, slowly, with the opening credits, when they're shuffling over to go in search of food, and he does a voiceover of, this could take a while, and then they cut <laughs>
0: yes. to show they're
1: humans. I was just like, I appreciate you. I see what you did there. That was just, you know,
0: fun. Oh, oh, oh. I, ugh. <laughs> I mean... I understand the purpose of it, but can I just tell you for a moment how much I fucking hate running zombies. I hate (laughs) zombies that run. I don't want to live in a world that has zombies that run. If that's the zombie apocalypse, if we're talking about 30 days later zombies, Uh then I'm so fucked. I wouldn't, I can't, I wouldn't make it in that world. You wouldn't make it? No, I feel like I could probably hold my own in a walking dead world, but not in a 30 days later, like rabies infection world. If they're sprinting, my cardio is not Um. peak enough. Also, I'm very short and there is no way that I have the gate to escape a taller zombie. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I don't think I would survive a zombie apocalypse at all.
1: Just like the pure fact that if I run out of contact lenses, I'm screwed. Yeah.
0: Like
1: if contact lenses are gone and my glasses break. It's just it's over for me. I'm,
0: I'm gone. I'm a, I'm a goner. I would be probably mostly fine. I'm nearsighted. But if someone was freshly dead and they were too far away, it would take until they were much too close for me to realize they were dead. You know, like <laughs> they would need to be within five feet before I would see. They'd have bitten you already. Yeah. If you're five <laughs> feet away from me, I can't tell if there's light behind the eyes or not. Like that's not happening. So, okay. I have one more shenanigan. Hit me. So my final shenanigan that I absolutely loved was how overly supportive Nora was. Yes. Oh, that was so sweet. What a good friend. Your friend is telling you that she legit has feelings for a zombie who helped save her, (laughs) which doesn't make any damn sense. And all she has to say is like, oh, do you have feelings for him? Are you sure? Okay. Well... We have to convince your father. Is he your zombie boyfriend? Zombie boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> she was so sweet about it. Yeah, she really was. I mean, she teased
1: her, but I feel like she would have teased her if it was any other guy. Nora is
0: just like the I- peak supporter friend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she holds a gun to Julie's father's head right? so that they can escape. Wow. She really did commit as a friend. Nora is a total boss. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think that does it on the shenanigans. Because as we've covered, a lot of the shenanigans in this movie comes through in the editing and the voiceover and playing with our expectations. So
0: yeah, excellent physical comedy, mm -hmm. subverting the traditional zombie stuff. Yes, you go in thinking that you're going to see uh, Romeo
1: and Juliet remake. So I think they subvert the expectations no matter what kind of audience member you are. Super, super fun. (laughs) Speaking of fun, that
0: brings us to our section of fun fab fail. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we both decided that this movie is a fab. It's a fab. It might be even like a soft fab. I think like I waffled a little bit between fun and fab. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, this had so many good points. It was not at all what I thought it was going to be. No, not at all. And it was delightful. And
1: I think maybe that's what scooched it up into the fab, that we were so surprised by it. Yeah. I don't know if we went in expecting what we got. I don't know. It, it was a great movie. I, th- I think I'm going to stick with giving it a fab. Yeah. But I'm just saying it may have like
0: more solidly landed it in the fab was because... It was so unexpected. Yeah, I think like going into the movie, I was assuming it was going to be fun at best and possibly a real big fail. Yeah, going into the movie, I wasn't even entirely convinced that it
1: was a rom-com. Me too. I was like,
0: how are they going to do this? I was like, it's going to be just a horror movie. I'm going to be upset. It's Romeo and Juliet and zombies. Yeah. But I mean, props. Seriously, (laughs) I really, really enjoyed this movie. I would watch it again. I would recommend it to people. Me too. And I feel like if we did watch it again, we would find things that we missed the first time. and that's a good movie yeah that is a good movie so yay we have our second
1: fab
0: yeah and I will say too I think that this movie could have easily been a fail if they didn't cast Mm -hmm. it so beautifully yes oh my goodness because these performances were really excellent and everyone committed to Mm -hmm. what they were doing like this is a corny ass thing to try to do it is they went in they really really went in They went in, they committed so fully, such beautiful, nuanced
1: performances as well, which is... Something I never thought I'd say about a zombie movie. And like building the emotional journeys of the characters, building their, as we've spoken about, their physical journeys. It was just really well done.
0: It really was. I really did not expect to feel like it was a fab. No. And I really feel like it was. It really was. Okay, so that brings us to our favorite segment. Give me the cheese, please. Give me the cheese, please. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Are you ready to do it? Uh huh. Are you gonna count us down? Okay, I'll count us down. One. Oh, down. Three, two, one. Fat cheese, hummus, cheese, cheese spread. <laughs> Wowie wowie wow that is a mouthful okay I cheated um mine is not even technically a cheese it- that's what I was like playing with like maybe choosing something <laughs> that's not technically a cheese do you want me to go first <laughs> yeah go for it so I went with head cheese if someone's not familiar it's essentially when you take a pig head oh, and you wow. take the different face meats and you make one big old moosey head oh, meat my and they call it head cheese. (laughs) And so, you know, it's not technically a cheese at all. It was between that one and the weird Scandinavian cheese that has larvae in it. But like I went with the head cheese Uh because it's meat. And brains. Yeah. So those were the two that I was waffling. Yes. You know, face pieces, which was what I think is appropriate for this
1: movie. (laughs) Uh I I totally get where you're going with that. Do you want to expand a little bit more or is it all kind of inferred?
0: Oh yeah, there's nothing to, I usually have a much better explanation this one is just brains baby (laughs) that's what i thought that's what i thought (laughs) but i thought maybe you had other stuff to add nope this is low-hanging fruit (laughs) this week
1: (laughs) okay cool um so mine is fairview's common bear cheese spread so there's this cheese farm slash wine estate and they do a Camembert cheese spread, and it reminds you of like, do you get Malrose cheese in America? I don't know. Um, okay, so for South Africans, it's like it will make you think of Malrose, or like I guess for you guys, a craft cheese spread or something, where you are like, is this really cheese? Ah, uh, that's like Velveeta. Uh huh. But with Fairview's Camembert cheese spread. You kind of go in thinking maybe you're getting like your Melrose or Kraft cheese. But it's actually amazingly delicious. So much like this movie, I was very skeptical about the movie choice. Much like I was skeptical of trying this cheese spread. But it was so good. You know, like the cheese. Yes. Why I also chose the common bear Is because it's taking a very classic cheese, so like Romeo and Juliet, and it's doing something very different with it. Oh, yeah. But it's delicious. And in fact, I have a jar of the camembert cheese spread in my fridge. And after we're done recording, now that I've been speaking about it, I'm going to have a cracker with some of it on because it's really good. It's really good. I really like that. That's a good one. I enjoyed yours too. I appreciated the brains. Brains. So good. Burns.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, there you have it. That was our discussion of Warm Bodies. Let us know your thoughts on the movie, any shenanigans we have
0: missed, or what cheese you think it is. You can follow us on Instagram at pod, or if you have more long-form thoughts, you can email us at pod at gmail.com. We hope
1: you'll join us next time, and until then,
0: don't be creepy, don't be creepy, don't be creepy. Bye! <laughs> there's maybe something in the pacing that would give it a solid fab yeah but i really loved it It's not like how we were pretty
1: woman where we were like it was fun and even always be my maybe i'm not gonna watch
0: it again but that was fun but like i could watch this movie again tonight yeah